onesies and twosies, seeing how we're sitting on volume. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. How's everybody doing today? I almost said booty. Like I'm a Canadian. Almost said booty out there. One, two, one, two. Alright guys, we've listened to the intro song one time here. I think it's time for us to get started. How we doing, guys? Welcome into Ed Talk. My name is Jay Edgar. We've got some stuff to talk about today here. I've got some stuff up on the agenda today. And I'd really love to take some time and take some questions from you guys. But we are going to do something just a little bit different this time. Something that's uh, not quite in line with what we do for Ed Talk, and that is part of the reason that it says that this is an extended Ed Talk up in the description here because we're not going to do the first hour or maybe even a little bit less than an hour of our normal format. I've got something special for you guys here, but because of that, as soon as we're done with what's special about this episode, I'm going to turn another full hour over to you guys for you guys to talk and ask questions for you guys to figure out what it is that you want to know we can talk about brianna taylor we can talk about Alyssa milano or we can talk about guns or golf or land owning or whatever it is that you guys want to talk about so my name is jay edgar we are streaming live right now to youtube dlive twitch periscope and facebook so come on over and check us out on any of those platforms here. Stick around for a little bit. Ask the questions that you want to ask and figure out what it is that you want to get answered. I will be checking in with the live chat while we're going through the first part of this, but get on in there and ask your questions. If you are over on Facebook, however, 
head on over into one of the links that you see above you over in the description. That's going to be your DLive, your Twitch, or your YouTube. Head on into one of those three because I can't see any of your comments live if you hit, uh, hit me up over on Facebook. And I would really love to take some time and answer your questions as well. So head on over in there and ask the questions here and we'll see that. So to start this out here, I got the framed version and I did it framed up so that YouTube can't bitch about me just taking copyrighted material and put it back, putting it back up there. They're probably still gonna find a way to bitch about it, but we're gonna go through, we're gonna sit down and listen to Joe Biden's speech from the DNC acceptance, because I know that everybody came out and said, oh, well, Trump is toast now. Trump is toast because Biden can actually articulate, he can speak well, he can talk well, he can do all of this well now. Well, <clears throat> nobody out there is talking about the fact that Joe Biden just went through and made a 25-minute speech over how he's going to force the government to intrude in your lives. And that's what I think we need to be paying attention to. So I'm going to take some time here today and we're going to go through this point by point and talk about everything that he talked about in there, some of the points of contention that I have with this, and some of the things that I want to know more information about as we're going up into this election, even though I'm pretty sure that I know what it is that we're going to be seeing up out of this here. So without further ado, we're going to switch on over into this and then... Once, like, like I said, once we're done with this, we'll take some time and answer your questions for one full hour. So, I think it's time for us to get started. Let me get my handy-dandy headphones on here so I can hear without any of this bleeding back over into the microphone for you guys, because we definitely don't want any of that. And let's switch the scene up and get started. See, I knew this contemporary newsfeed thing would uh, help me out at some point or another here. All right, let me get the chat up here in case uh, you guys want to come and uh, sit in and talk with me for a little bit while we're up here. And let's get started. Good evening. Ella Baker, a giant of the civil rights movement, left us with this wisdom. Give people light, and they will find the way. Give people light. Those are words for our time. The current president has cloaked American darkness for much too long. Too much anger, too much fear, too much division. Here and now, I give you my word. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. So right here, we've got some contention right off into the beginning off of this. And that's, you know, he's coming in and he's talking, quoting from a civil rights activist off of this. First off, there, there aren't going to be any gaps out of there. He doesn't say any stupid and crazy shit in this speech, which surprised the shit out of me when I uh, heard it for the first time. But he's coming in and he's saying that he's an ally to the light and that he's going to cast out the darkness and the division and everything else out of this. But... It's really not the president that's pushing the darkness out. It's the mainstream media who are coming out and making sure that you are afraid of every single thing that happens. Every time, every chance that you get, that you are afraid of everything that the president has to say, that the president has to do. When you should really be more afraid of what's coming up out of Congress, what the Supreme Court is doing, what the courts are doing. And what happened in some of the states, some of these blue-run states, 
down in the union that decided that it was that they wanted to shut their economies down in order to make sure that they could oust the president, the current president. So, no, I don't look, and I don't recommend you guys look either, I do not look to the presidency or Congress or anything else for my moral leadership or the light. After seeing the Beltway for what it is, after seeing every piece of corrupted crap that comes out of the Beltway, there's, we shouldn't be looking to our elected officials for the light, for our moral compass, for any of that. Because they're all scum, including this guy who sat in the Senate for, or not in the Senate all the way, who sat in Congress for 47 years. This is the best we can do, really. Let's keep going. Time for us, for we the people, to come together and make no mistake. United, we can and will overcome this season of darkness in America. We'll choose hope over fear, facts over fiction, fairness over privilege. I'm a proud Democrat. Yeah, you're a proud Democrat, and that's half the fucking problem right there, is that we're sitting here and we're doing nothing but team sports in all of this. That's all that we see is just team sports. Vote for me because I have a D next to my name, or vote for me because I have an R next to my name. And don't look at my policy, just look at the fact that I've got a D next to my name. And the big thing that I want to take out of this and what he's saying here is the fact that we need to come to together and be united. Now, Tim Pool has pointed this out. I've pointed this out. Ignoramus has pointed this out. There are so many commentators out there that have pointed this out that have seen this. We see this from day to day as we go through our day to day lives and see everything, talk to people and interact with people throughout our social media, throughout our regular interactions with uh, other people out of here. It's the Democrats out in the world, especially the ones that hide behind cartoon avatars over on Twitter, and the Republicans too, some of the MAGA guys. I see you fuckers too that do that, that hide your identity and go on with this. How we doing, Wyatt? Thanks for coming in and checking out the stream. Um, we see all of this here. I remember making a video way back at the beginning of my channel when I was still doing just solo, heavily edited videos about a guy who came in and said, if you voted for Trump, you are not allowed to vote Democrat ever again. You're just, you're not allowed to vote Democrat. Meanwhile, the Republicans, as insufferable as some of the MAGA crowd can be, will at least sit down, listen to you, hear you out, and have a beer with you no matter what your position is. And there are some, there are some bad apples that are out there too, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong, there are some bad apples out there, but for the most part, it is the right that is more accepting, that want to sit down and talk to you, have a beer with you, see if they can figure out where you're coming from and trying to try to convince you to vote their way, to come over to their side, rather than just saying, thou shalt not vote Democrat ever again. You're tainted. We're only going after the people that didn't vote last time. And every single one of them in America is going to flip for us, which is statistically unlikely. But yeah, it's... It's not the Democrat Party that's doing the uniting right now. And they have done it in the past. I have talked to them before. They have done it in the past. The more radical left hasn't done it, but no, the Democrat Party has not been the uniters in the uh or has been, I'm sorry, the uniters in the past. They have not always been this way. All right, let's keep going. And I'll be proud to carry the banner of our party into the general election. 
Source with great honor and humility, I accept this nomination for President of the United States of America. Yeah, I'd be careful with that, Biden, because I think that you're a Mondale throwaway right now, just saying. But while I'll be a Democratic candidate, I will be an American president. I'll work hard for those who didn't support me, as hard for them as I did for those who did vote for me. That's the job of a president, to represent all of us, not just our base or our party. This is not a partisan moment. This must be an American moment. It's a moment that calls for hope and light and love, hope for our future, light to see our way forward, and love for one another. America isn't just a collection of clash. I want to point out this love for one another thing as we have these massive riots going on in Portland and Chicago, the riots that already destroyed Minneapolis. These people don't have a love for one another. They have a hatred. Now, I don't know if some of them are getting paid. And yes, I do, I do draw a distinction between the people that are throwing the bricks and the people that are peacefully protesting because peacefully protesting is your American right. You have the right to freely assemble. You're not supposed to be doing it under the coronavirus, but you do have that right. You have the right to peacefully assemble. And yet, black-clad people in masks infiltrate the crowds of people that are holding signs and chanting and peacefully protesting. And they're coming in and they're throwing bottles and brisk, or bricks rather, brisk, brisket. You can go for some brisket right now. They're throwing bricks and Molotovs and improvised explosive devices. These are not people that have a love for other people, but these are the people that are insisting that we vote for this 78-year-old man with Alzheimer's. Reverse everything they say to find the truth. Yeah, no, I could see some of that here. Thanks, Jack, for coming in and checking us out over on Periscope. Let's keep going. ...interest of red states or blue states. We're so much bigger than that. We're so much better than that. You know, nearly a century ago, Franklin Roosevelt pledged a new deal in a time of massive unemployment, uncertainty, and fear. Okay, I want to point something out about the new deal here. That's the thing that everybody keeps coming out and praising and saying that we need to go and do again, in spite of the fact that we were down to one of the lowest unemployment points in our nation's history up until Blue state governors came out and started screaming, no, you can't go to work. You might get grandma sick. You might kill grandma if you go to work. Pushing us back into Great Depression levels of unemployment. There's something I want to point out to here. The, the New Deal, first off, was legitimately, you go dig a hole. You go fill it back in. And on top of that, between the inflation that it caused and because, uh, between the taxation that came out of it, many experts believe, and looking at the numbers, I actually tend to agree with the experts that go in this direction. Now, of course, it's contested. Everything is contested. But many experts do come together and agree the fact that the Great Depression ext or was extended by the New Deal. Looking at the numbers, looking at the inefficiencies of the program and everything else, and we were taught in school that the New Deal was that they were going out and building roads that they didn't know that they were going to need yet, but that they anticipated that they were going to need. No, they were spending taxpayer money 
and forcing bigger taxes out of businesses instead of making it more expensive for them to hire people. Yes, that is going to extend your unemployment. Or not your unemployment, but your depression. And now they want to go back and do it again so they can have eight years of whatever the hell is hiding behind the mask that is Joe Biden. Let's keep going. Stricken by a disease, stricken by a virus, FDR insisted that he would recover and prevail, and he... They love citing the Spanish flu for this. They love citing the Spanish flu. And to their, to be fair, when we first started hearing about this, we were talking about possible Spanish flu numbers. When Stix Hexenhammer first brought this up to our attention in January, while the rest of the world was still waiting with bated breath for impeachment, 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 When all of that happened, they were talking about Spanish flu numbers, which would have been almost a billion dead worldwide. Possibly a little bit over a billion dead worldwide, depending if you go between 2 and 5%. But right around that billion mark of people dead worldwide. And that's not what we got. That is not what we got from the coronavirus. Yes, it sucks that 170,000 people died. But that's not something to shut a world down over. Yes, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Every life matters, and that sucks. But this has got a 99-plus percent survival rate. Let's keep going. I'm only two and a half minutes into this, and we're 20 minutes into the stream. Believed America could as well. And he did, and we can as well. This campaign isn't just about winning votes. It's about winning the heart and, yes, the soul of America. Winning it for the generous among us, not the selfish. Winning it for workers who keep this country going, not just the privileged few at the top. Winning it for those communities who have known the injustice of a knee on the neck. <laughs> He's a knee on the neck. It's George Floyd all over again. All right. And I want to point something out to you. Now, I've seen an image circulating around various social media. I see it on Instagram all the fucking time here where these are the real looters. And they talk about people like Bezos and Gates and a bunch of other billionaires out there. The head of uh, Walmart. Tons and tons of other billionaires out there that are the real looters that all got richer off of this. Well, keep this in mind. Now, South Dakota didn't shut down. So all of their small businesses kept going. Red states either didn't shut down or shut down to a minimal extent and got people back to work as quickly as they could. And their small businesses took a hit, but they survived for the most part. But for the bigger part of this, especially in blue states where a lot of these big companies are located. You shut down. You're continued to shut down. New York is still mostly shut down. They can't get over that into that stage four area. Portland is still for the most part shut down unless you're doing a Black Lives Matter protest. Illinois is for the most part shut down. They stood back and they got all of the competition for these big billionaires up out of the way. So, of course, they're going to get fucking richer because you can't go down to the little craft store on the corner to go get your yarn 
to do the quilting that you were going to do while you were on lockdown. To make that quilt that you kept promising yourself that you were going to make. You couldn't go down to your local store. You couldn't even go down to a Joann's Fabrics. I mean, I know that's corporate, but even still, you couldn't go down to there because some of these states were shut down. Meanwhile, you could jump right on Amazon and get that bolt of fabric or that ball of yarn or anything else. You got the competition out of the way for these big retailers who have big online presences. And you wonder why they got richer. For all the young people who have known only America being rising inequity and shrinking opportunity, they deserve the experience of America's promise. They deserve to experience it in full. You know, no generation ever knows what history will ask of it. All we can ever know is whether we're ready when that moment arrives. And now history... Okay. My generation could not catch a break through anything. The student loan crisis came up, and yes, some of that was our own fault. I fully accept and understand anything that goes along with that. But my generation was asked to step out of the way and let the Gen Xers and the boomers go and thrive throughout everything while we so stood back and took sweeping up jobs over at the grocery store or fast food jobs or a litany of other retail jobs out there. And we came up and we made a gig economy because we couldn't survive on what generations before us were giving us, including the silent generation that came before us. <clears throat> and part of that was stagnating wages that came out of the Obama economy, the slow economic recovery that came under Biden and Obama. We couldn't survive on what you left us. So yes, no, my generation got up and found a way to make, uh, make money outside of what your generation and your administration was leaving with us. That's what my generation was asked to do. So I don't care what you think that, the, that Gen Z is going to be asked to do at this point. I want you to get out of the way so we can open this economy back up and start making money again. Let's keep going. Has delivered us to one of the most difficult moments America has ever faced. Four, four historic crises, all at the same time. Four historic manufactured crises. Perfect storm, the worst pandemic in over a hundred years, the worst economic crisis. Excuse me. Ninety-nine point nine eight percent survival rate. The worst pandemic in a hundred years. Fuck you. Since the Great Depression, the most compelling. Also, the the greatest economic shutdown since the Great Depression. Because your allies in states like Michigan, Illinois, and all the other manufacturing states said, no, you're getting shut down. I call for racial justice since the 60s and the undeniable realities and just accelerating threats of climate change. So the question for us is simple. Are we ready? I believe we are. Uh, Abu Hashish 710, 99% survival rate. I've already had it, Abu Hashish. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I've already had it. 
I've already had it and recovered. So yeah, 99% survival rate. If you get it, then you'll finally fucking wake up. No, I've had it already. I had a scratchy throat for a couple weeks. Fine. My lungs are just fine. Let's keep going. We must be. You know, all elections are important. We know in our bones this one is more consequential. As many have said, America is at an inflection point, a time of real peril, but also of extraordinary possibilities. We're at a time of real peril right now because we have a doddering 78-year-old man standing up with Alzheimer's on the precipice of getting 25th Amendmented out to have a law enforcement officer step up in his place who has said that she will prosecute Trump supporters. <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that, Abu Hashish. My cousin didn't, and neither did I. We can choose a path of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion, or, or we can choose a different path and together take this chance to heal, to reform, to unite, a path of hope and light. This is a life-changing election. This will determine what America is going to look like for a long, long time. Character is on the ballot. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. Who we are as a nation, what we stand for, and most importantly, who we want to be, that's all on the ballot. Okay, once again, if you are going to look to the government for your moral compass or your character, if you are gonna to look to the federal government for any of this, the founding fathers would be rolling over in their graves so hard, you could attach a dynamo to them and get free energy for life. We were never meant to look to a government for a moral compass. We were never meant to look to the government for guidance. We were meant to look to the government to protect our rights and mandate some inter, uh, interstate commerce. That was it. And if you want more government, you go to a state that has more government. And if you want less government, you go out west and take your chances with the undiscovered country. The founders would be rolling over their graves if they knew how many people now look to the government for their moral compass, especially the federal government. The state government? Well, you take that up with your state. All right, let's keep going. And the choice could not be more clear. No rhetoric is needed. Just judge this president on the facts. Five million Americans infected by COVID-19. More than 170,000 Americans have died. I do need a citation on those numbers just because we have the anecdotes of a guy who crashed a motorcycle that was listed as a COVID death. He had a skull caved in when he hit the back of a semi, but he was counted as a COVID death. And we have, and this is all anecdotal. I will give it that. And we don't make policy on anecdotal evidence. Don't get me wrong on that, but we have to apply it the same way. We also can't make policy based on the anecdote of 
my ex-family member died, if it's the same thing, we apply it equally. We take the statistics and look at it. And yes, we have people who went, waited in line to get a COVID test, got pissed because it was taking so long, went home, didn't get the COVID test, and got a letter. Weeks later, it said, oh, you tested positive for COVID. There is something fucky with these numbers. And I don't trust a word that's coming out of the mainstream media. Unfortunately, they are the only place that we can get sourcing for any of the numbers, but there is just something fucky about the numbers that are being put forward here. Uh, Abu Hashish, uh, she said treason directly. All right, let's keep going off of this here. We are a half an hour into this, and I'm only five minutes into this speech. By far the worst performance of any nation on earth. More than 50 million people have filed for unemployment this year. More than 10 million people are going to lose their health insurance this year. 50 million people have filed for unemployment this year because the government has artificially shut down an economy. And those numbers are going down as we go along into this as well. I have this feeling just inside of me, and I don't have a crystal ball. I can't make a, I can't make a prediction off of this, but I've got this feeling here that this speech is not going to age well. Uh, Yamum yeah, says, in fiction, it's called an unreliable narrator. People lack the discernment to read between the lines. Uh, Joe is a terrible actor. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on this here. We've got uh, we got to keep going here. Nearly one in six small businesses have closed this year. Yeah, we addressed this that already. If he's reelected, you know what will happen. Okay, if I know what will happen, I want your crystal ball, Joe Biden, because I don't know what will happen. The mainstream media could cook up something else to go up against him. We don't even know who's going to win. And I guarantee you there are still going to be questions come Inauguration Day. I can promise you there are still going to be questions over who won come January. Cases and deaths will remain far too high. More mom-and-pop businesses will close their doors, and this time for good. Working yep. families will struggle. Yep, get, get those by. businesses out of the way so Amazon the can thrive. 1% will get tens of billions of dollars in new tax breaks. And the assault on the Affordable Care Act will continue until it's destroyed. That's kind of the plan. Get the fucking government out of the way. We don't need the government to tell us how our health care goes. We can figure that shit out on our own. We did it for years. And hey, if we get the government out of the way, maybe we can get some of these hospital prices down. So a person like me can go to a hospital to go and get a checkup at some point. Because I looked at the insurance at my company since the AC came in, and fuck that. It is a full third of my yearly earnings before my deductible is met. That is between... The premium coming out of my check every week and paying off the $7,000 deductible before my insurance starts paying for anything. Fuck 
that. There'll be riots on one side or the other, that's for sure. No, oh, oh God, you're going to see this country burn one way or another. All right, let's keep going. Taking insurance away from more than 20 million people, including more than 15 million people on Medicaid. Getting rid Medicaid is a state-run program. The federal government has no business in it except for supplementing it. I remember when Scott Walker was still the governor of my state, and they tried to force him to take a Medicaid expansion, and he said, fuck you, to the federal government. We have a budget surplus right now. That went away pretty fucking quick. We have a budget surplus right now. We don't need your help. Get your control bullshit out of our state. But shouldn't they make it free? No. Nothing is free. There is nothing that's free. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to pay for it. Alright, let's keep going here. Wow, we're 34 minutes into the stream and 6 minutes into the speech. The protections that President Obama worked so hard to get passed for people who have 100 million more people who have pre-existing conditions. And speaking of President Obama, a man I was honored to serve alongside. Now, I am actually in favor of the pre-existing conditions coverage. I always have been. That's been one good thing that I could see come out of the ACA, is the fact that it does force pre-existing conditions. I don't like the fact that the government is forcing it because I want the government out of the way of everything, but that means with our employer-driven healthcare system that we had onto there, if you went, if you were working for a job because of the insurance and you kind of liked your job, but then you got cancer and then your boss turned out to be a dick after you got cancer, under the way that it used to be, you couldn't get up and go to a place that didn't treat you like shit because you were going to lose your health care coverage and you wouldn't be able to get it back because of your pre-existing condition. I like that idea. I would like to tweak the way that it's enforced because I don't care for the federal government, but I do like the idea that you're not going to be a slave, uh, wage slave to insurance because if you leave your job, you're not going to have the insurance anymore. I like that idea. <clears throat> they have enough money to fund wars. They can't even give us health care. The government needs to get the fuck out of health care. And they need to get out of the fucking wars too, by the way. But no, they don't need to be doing health care. Get out of healthcare, get out of the wars, drop the taxes, and let us figure it the fuck out. Let's keep going. For eight years as vice president, let me take this moment to say something we don't say nearly enough. Thank you, Mr. President. You were a great president. A president our children could. 9% unemployment, 1% economic growth. We just have to get used to the new norm. Those jobs aren't coming back. What magic wand does he have to make those jobs come back? We just have to get used to the economy being this way. This is the new normal. Fuck you. And did look up to. No one's going to say that about the current occupant of the White House. We know about... That's right, because we're not supposed to be looking to the fucking government for our moral compass. Uh, this president is if he's given four more years, he'll be what he's been for the last four years. 
president takes no responsibility. A money guy? This is Reagan all over again. He's a fucking money guy. We knew that coming in. He was going to be crass on Twitter. He was going to be an asshole. Just like he was on The Apprentice. And part of that is he's playing a character. But we know exactly what he was going to be coming in. And I don't expect anything less from the next four years if he manages to make it. And by the way, I'm not voting for him because he renewed the Patriot Act. <clears throat> Refuses to lead, blames others, cozies up to dictators and fans the flames of hate. Pallets of cash to Iran, anyone? And division. Antifa's president, anyone? Wake up every day believing the job is all about him, never about you. Is that the American you want for you, your family, your children? I see a different America, one that's generous and strong, selfless and humble. It's an American we can rebuild together. Generous and strong. We're going to tax the fuck out of everybody, and I'm going to get rid of those tax uh, cuts, and you're going to be paying more in taxes. Is that generous? As president, the first step I will take will be to get control of the virus that has ruined so many lives. Because I understand something this president hasn't from the beginning. We will never get our economy back on track. We will never get our kids safely back in schools. We'll never have our lives back until we deal with this virus. The tragedy of where we are today is it didn't have to be this bad. You're right. It didn't have to be this bad. You remember the media coverage of H1N1? Which had more cases, by the way, in a shorter period of time and more deaths. But the media didn't say but fuck one word about that. Just look around. It's not this bad in Canada or Europe or Japan. Canada, Europe, and Japan are not trying to currently unseat a president. Or almost anywhere else in the world. And the president keeps telling us the virus is going to disappear. He keeps waiting for a miracle. Well, I have a question for you at this point in this speech here. You notice that you are not hearing another word about cases right now you know two weeks ago that was all you could hear about well there's this many more cases look at all these new cases coming they stopped talking about deaths because people weren't dying from it well they were dying from it but they were dying from it in a much smaller rate than they were between march and june but they kept talking about cases cases my cases look at all these cases look at all these cases and now they stopped doing that and yet, in the midst of the fact that they stopped doing that, now we're planning on having many more shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder protests without social distancing, outside, marching, because of the post office. You notice a correlation here? And I bet you in two weeks we start hearing cases, cases, oh my God, cases, 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 all over again. Follow the bouncing ball. Well, I have news for him. No miracle is coming. 
We lead the world in confirmed cases. We, lead we also lead the world in testing. The world in deaths. Our economy is in tatters with black, Latino, Asian American, Native American communities bearing the brunt of it. And after all this time, the president still does not have a plan. Well, I do. Uh, the president's plan was to allow the states who were closer to their constituents to determine the path forward that best suited their specific situations. You know, like in New York, where they were putting COVID patients into nursing homes. And in California, that didn't actually have a big caseload up until the second time through. California was doing actually fairly well the first time. Comparatively. Well, I think a lot of people were doing, or a lot of states were doing fairly well when you look at New York as a standard beer. The plan was, and the plan has been from the beginning, local responsibility tailored to individual needs. And we saw it go out across the country. New York was still remains to be one of the hardest hit areas in this country. South Dakota, which never had a lockdown, was one of the easiest hits. They barely had anything. They had a little bit, don't get me wrong. And we did see some of the pork processing slow down, but not nearly to the rate as we saw in New York. Not anywhere near, well, part of the fact that it is that 14 people live in South Dakota and 14 million people live in New York. But yes, the response was tailored to the localities. If I'm your president on day one, we'll implement the national strategy I've been laying out since March. We'll we will implement the national strategy to make the response in Wisconsin be identical to the response in California, to be identical to the response in Oregon, to be identical to the response in New York, in spite of the fact that these places were affected very differently throughout all of this. Develop and deploy rapid tests with results available immediately. This, that line right there was the part that bothered me the most about this speech and was the reason that I wanted to do this episode specifically this way and talk to you people. As soon as I'm president, we're going to roll out the kit that gets you the results instantaneously instead of having to wait eight days. Are you telling me, Mr. Biden, and I, I have to ask this question if you are so confident that on day one, you can roll this back out on this, that you already have the tech, or that the technology is already there. I don't know what, who is in possession of it, but are you telling me that the technology is already out there to get instantaneous tests and you're holding it back until after the election? Because I'm sorry, reading between the lines, that's exactly what that sounds like. And your speechwriter should have thought about that line a little bit harder if he didn't want it to sound like that. And once again, I don't know if that's the case. I have no idea if that's the case. But if that is the case, then this is all political, and that's pretty fucking shitty. We'll make the medical supplies and protective equipment that our country needs. We'll make them here in America, so we will never again 
be at the mercy of China or other foreign countries in order to protect our own people. Yeah, we should have been doing that a long time ago. And the fact of the matter is, is that without government intervention, Tesla, Ford, GM, 3M, and many other uh, companies across this country stepped up and said, we're going to do this because our country needs us without the government coming down and making a mandate. And now, yes, they did have the War Power or the Emergency Powers Act. And the Trump administration did do the comp uh, compulsion to some other companies. But we had a lot of companies that jumped up and did this voluntarily because it could get their workers back to work so that they weren't depending on unemployment so that they could keep their jobs and their health care and they could help the American people. We'll make sure our schools have the resources they need to be open, safe, and effective. We'll put politics aside. We'll take the muzzle off our experts so the public gets the information they need and deserve. Honest, unvarnished truth. Uh, that information is still going to have to go through a mainstream media to get to the majority of the people in this country that does have an agenda. And if you don't believe that they have an agenda, I've got a bridge to sell you. They can handle it. We'll have a national mandate to wear masks, not as a burden, but as a patriotic duty to protect one another. If it was a patriotic duty to protect one another, more people would be doing it voluntarily. You are going to give people fines and possibly jail time if they don't wear a mask. In short, we'll do what we should have done from the very beginning. Our current president has failed in his most basic duty to the nation. He's failed to protect us. He's failed to protect America. And my fellow Americans, that is unforgivable. And I just want to point something out here, and I want to point this going back to the Portland thing as well. If he had gone the opposite way, if he would have jumped up and said, okay, we're locking the country down, we're doing this. We're doing this right now. We're going to do this my way. We're just going to do it my way. And nobody else has a say in this. The headlines across the world, just like they were, when the federal agents jumped up to defend federal property and detain and arrest people who were committing crimes on federal property in uh, Portland, we would see the same headlines. Tyrannical dictator Trump taking control, forcing America into his whim. He is the dictator we've always been saying that he was. You know it, and I know it. As president, I'll make you a promise. I'll protect America. I will defend us from every attack, seen and unseen, always, without exception, every time. Look, I understand. I understand how hard it is to have any hope right now. On this summer night, let me take a moment to speak to those of you who have lost the most. I have some idea how it feels to lose someone you love. I know that deep black hole that opens up in the middle of your chest and you feel like you're being sucked into it. I know how mean and cruel and unfair life can be sometimes. But I've learned two things. First, your loved one may have left this earth but they'll never leave your heart. 
They'll always be with you. You'll always hear them. And second, I found the best way through pain and loss and grief is to find purpose. This has but fuck nothing to do with the agenda that the DNC wants to put forward, which you barely have told us at this point. All that we know right now is that under a Biden-Harris presidency, you will be forced to wear the mask, bigot. As God's children, each of us have a purpose of our, in our lives. We have a great purpose as a nation to open the doors of opportunity to all Americans, to save our democracy, to be a light to the world once again, and finally to live up to and make real the words written in the sacred documents that founded this nation, that all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unless you're a billionaire, and then we are going to take away your happiness and give it away to somebody else. Uh, welcome in, Sergeant Peterson, by the way. Sergeant Peterson says, I don't need government protection. Um, Abu Hashish says, Iran is getting suffered, uh, suffocated right now under economic sanctions. I don't see any pallets of money going to the Iranis right now. They're suffering. Yeah, I'm talking about the previous administration that dumped pallets of cash over to them in the dead of night. You know, my dad was an honorable, decent man. He got knocked down a few times pretty hard, but he always got back up. He worked hard, and he built a great middle-class life for our family. He used to say, Joey, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I sure in hell expect them to understand them. And yet you are laying out a speech where you're saying, even though you haven't explained to us how you're going to do that, that the government is going to solve all your problems. And then he'd say, Joey, a job is about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about your place in the community. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. And yet we are seeing state after state tell you that you're not allowed to go to work and you have to stay home and we're going to give you this extended unemployment. Because it is just about a paycheck. I've never forgotten those lessons. That's why my economic plan is all about jobs, dignity, respect, and community. Together we can and will rebuild our economy. And when we do, we'll not only build back, we'll build back better. With modern roads, bridges, highways, broadband, ports and airports as a new foundation for economic growth, with pipes that transport clean water to every community. Translation, we'll have another do, uh, new deal, so get set to sit in this depression for a while. With five million new manufacturing and technology jobs. By the way, welcome in Byte Ninja. Byte Ninja says U.S. politics are so fake. I have no argument to that. I really don't. You are absolutely correct on that. Thanks for checking us out. That's a new name in here. Jobs, so the future is made in America. With a healthcare system that lowers premiums, deductibles, 
drug prices. By building on the Affordable Care Act, he's trying to rip away. With an education system that trains our people for the best jobs of the 21st century, there's not a single thing American workers can't do. And where cost doesn't prevent young people from going to college and student debt doesn't crush them when they get out. The information age has changed the way that we educate in this country. And that's something we do need to pay attention to up on, uh, as we go along through this. You have a most of you, I should say, have a device in your pocket that can get you any piece of information instantly at any point in time. And college has become a credentialing system more than anything else at this point. The whole college system needs to be rethought entirely. And a lot of people aren't going to need to go to college in the next few years. I don't know why they're pushing it so hard other than to make it a K through 16 school. But you really don't need it anymore. He's so desperate. With the child care and elder care system that makes it possible for parents to go to work and for the elderly to stay in their homes with dignity with an immigration system that powers our economy and reflects our values, and with newly empowered labor unions. They're the ones that built the middle class. With equal pay for women, with rising... Now, I don't have a problem with labor unions, per se. If people want to come together and unionize, collective, pull some money together, get a lawyer, so that they can bargain with the, uh, with the employer at a regular pace. I have no problem with that. But the fact of the matter is, is that the current, the modern iteration of labor unions, as they sit right now, are getting paid through the company's payroll department. And this could be an entire ed talk on its own is how I feel about labor unions, but they are getting paid through the company's uh, payroll department and they are making massive donations to the likes of people like Joe Biden. So yes, of course he wants them getting more money and getting more people in them. Because in many states, you're not allowed to work at a union job unless you're in the union. They put right to work in place in my state, so that's not the case anymore. And Tony Evers has been neutered, so he can't get rid of it. But yeah, no, we're gonna come out here and try and fuel the system that's putting money back into us. And we can't see through that. All right, so let's see what Bite Ninja has to say. Learn a trade, equal pay for women. You know that what that means, right? There was never unequal pay for women, but that means they want women as a group to make as much as men. No, yeah, I know what all that means. It doesn't mean this pay the same for the same measurable work. Yeah, there are some trades out there that women are getting paid considerably more for the same measurable work because they want to make that uh, pay gap go away. All right, let's keep going. Wages you can raise a child on, a family on. And yes, we're going to do more than praise our essential workers. We're finally going to pay them, pay them. We can and we will deal with climate change. It's not only a crisis, it's an enormous opportunity. An op Every plan that I have seen to address climate change has involved massive 
state and government intervention in order to redistribute and equalize wealth across the country. I've seen very little in the way of technology to combat climate change, other than what's coming from the private sector, ironically enough. Because people don't want to fuck with the economy. They want things to be clean, for the most part. And these same people that are crying foul about the fact that Company A is spewing carbon into the atmosphere. It's handing out a carbon tax credit so you can pay to spew carbon into the atmosphere. All right. Uh, Sergeant Peterson says, if I owned a business, I would only hire women to save so much payroll. <laughs> well, yeah, if, I mean, if they're getting paid so much less, then why would a man ever get a job again? Uh, they have quotas for women and they will pay them more and they have longer paid leaves. Yeah, if men and women gave the same equality, or equality work, then companies would just hire women only. If they were getting paid less for the same work, total bullshit. Yeah. No, I like you, Mike. I hope you stick around for some of the rest of the shows that we do. All right, we got to keep going here. I still got 10 minutes of the speech left and we're already an hour into the stream. And I still promised you guys an hour of Q&A after this. So let's keep going opportunity for America to lead the world in clean energy and create millions of new good-paying jobs in the process. And we can pay for these investments by ending loopholes, unnecessary loopholes, and the president's $1.3 trillion tax giveaway to the wealthiest 1% and the biggest, most profitable corporations, some of which do not pay any tax at all. That is such bullshit. That's such a tired trope. And these are the same people that you got the small business out of the way for. You really think? Now think about the fact. Jeff Bezos, the head of Amazon, owns the Washington Post, which kneels down and sucks the cock of people like Joe Biden. You really think that Biden's going to go after Bezos? Do you really think in a million fucking years that Biden is going to go after Bezos for taxes? He might give him a bigger tax break. He might give them a bigger tax break just because they run so much cover for them. You really think in a million fucking years that Biden is going to go after Gates, Bezos, and the Waltons, who are all giving them millions of dollars of kickbacks? Because I don't. Oh. Because we don't need a tax code that rewards wealth more than it rewards work. I'm not looking to punish anyone. Far from it. But it's long past time the wealthiest people and the biggest corporations in this country paid their fair share. And for our seniors, Social Security is a sacred obligation, a sacred promise made. They paid for. The current president it's so sacred that we continue to borrow money out of it that we're not paying back and have been for the last 50 fucking years. And by the way, these people want to turn the post office into a bank where you can put money in to the federal government. He's threatening to break that promise. He's proposing to eliminate a tax that pays for almost half the Social Security without any way of making up for that lost revenue resulting in cuts 
I will not let that happen. If I'm your president, I will not let that happen because my campaign and the pet projects that I have, when I sit down and suck off Jeff Bezos, I need to borrow money out of that to go into that project. And I promise I will pay it back. We're going to protect Social Security and Medicare. You have my word. One of the most powerful voices we hear in the country today is from our young people. They're speaking to the inequity and injustice that has grown up in America. Economic injustice, racial injustice, environmental injustice. I hear their voices. If you listen, you can hear them too. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. Joe Biden, those aren't their voices that you're hearing. That's the Alzheimer's kicking in. Sorry, I had to. I, I knew I was, I was going to try and be objective with this one, but that one, I couldn't let that one get away. And whether it's the existential, th existential threat posed by climate change, the daily fear of being gunned down in school, or the inability to get started in your first job, it will be the work of the next president to restore the promise of America to everyone. And I'm not going to... We're going to use the government to restore the promise of America in spite of the fact that the promise of America was that we were going to keep the government the fuck out of the way so you can go and live your life. We got out of a monarchy from a big government far, far away and wrote a document that essentially boiled down to one commandment for the government. Thou shalt leave me the fuck alone. That's the promise of America. Not a big government giving away other people's money back uh, uh, other people's money back to you. I have to do it alone because I'll have a great vice president at my side. I have no words. She's a fucking cop. In the middle of all cops are bastard being chanted throughout the streets. You picked a cop to be your vice president. You cheese-brained fucking moron. Senator Kamala Harris. She's a powerful voice for this nation. Her story is the American story. She knows about all the obstacles thrown in the way of so many in our country. Women, black women, black Americans. South Asian Americans, immigrants. Didn't she accuse you of putting those ob obstacles in place? On the debate stage? The first time that you guys got up on the stage together? It was a debate! <laughs> the left out and the left behind. But she's overcome every obstacle she's ever faced. No one's been tougher on the big banks and the gun and the gun lobby. And people who got caught with simple possession charges in California. No one's been tougher in calling out the current administration for its extremism, its failure to follow the law, its failure to simply tell the truth. Kamala and I both draw from our families. That's where we get our strength. 
for Kamala and Doug and their families. For me, uh, yes, I have seen the cuties garbage. We can talk about that a little bit after we get done with the speech. I I've got an hour. I promise you guys, sixty minutes after the speech. So yeah, we can definitely throw that on the list. This is your show. I don't. I normally don't do a specific topic for this show. This is your show. So yes, absolutely. As soon as we get done with this, we can talk about cuties. You've got 60 minutes, so. I did talk about it a little bit on my uh, morning show, my week, uh, my daily morning show during the week. I did talk about it a little bit on there, but yeah, we can absolutely talk about it, 100%. All you gotta do is ask. All right, let's finish up with Biden now. We got seven minutes left. We can power through this. It's Jill and ours. I've said many times, no man deserves one great love in his life, let alone two. But I've known two. After losing my first wife in that car accident, Jill came into my life. She put our family back together. She's an educator, a mom, a military mom, and an unstoppable force. If she puts her mind to it, just get out of the way. <laughs> She's going to get it done. She was a great second lady. And I know she'll make a great first lady for this nation. She Irrelevant to the point at hand. Completely irrelevant. Once again, you're trying to make this all about your family and all about you without giving the fact that your only platform is Orange Man Bad. Loves this country so much. And I'll always have the strength that can only come from family. Hunter, Ashley, all our grandchildren, my brothers, my sister, they give me courage, they lift me up while he's no longer with us. Bo inspires me every day. <clears throat> Bo served our nation in uniform. A year in Iraq, a decorated Iraqi war veteran. So I take very personally and I, the profound responsibility of serving as commander in chief. I'll be a president who will stand with our allies and friends and make it clear to our adversaries the days of cozying up to dictators is over. Under President Biden, America will not turn a blind eye to Russian bounties on the heads of American soldiers. I have yet to see any confirmation that that was true. They just slipped that right back out of the news and you know as well as I do, that if that was actually true, that the media would have been on that like a dog with a fucking bone. And they would have never let that go. I have yet to see any confirmation of that one. Uh, Kicking Saturday says, Sleepy Joe, I remember the clips of the 60s. White toilets, white bar stools. We take very personal. Welcome in, Kicking Saturday. Thanks for coming and checking this out. We're going to have 60 minutes of Q&A after we're done with the speech, so... uh uh, hang around for that after uh, we get done with the Biden speech. Uh, what is that snake symbol, by the way? This is uh, this is the Gadsden flag. It was one of the flags of our founding, and it was pretty much what I just said. The promise of America was to keep the government the fuck out of the way. That's why we have the rattlesnake up there. Don't tread on me. Don't let the government take over my life, or we will bite back. All right, let's keep going.
nor will I put up with foreign interference in our most sacred democratic exercise, voting. You could put voter ID out there, and then nobody that was foreign uh, interfering could vote in our elections. Except it's unconstitutional for you to put voter ID in, just the same as it's unconstitutional for you to eliminate it all across the country. But yes, we also don't believe that there was foreign interference unless we are diehard progressive. And I'll always stand for our values of human rights and dignity. I'll work in common purpose for a more secure, peaceful, and prosperous world. <clears throat> history, history has thrust one more urgent task on us. Will we be the generation that finally wipes out the stain of racism from our national character? I believe we're up to it. I believe we're ready. Just a week ago yesterday. Now, I don't know how it was across the rest of the country. I only know what was going on in southeast Wisconsin and then in eastern Massachusetts, the two places that I lived before Barack Obama was president. So I can't speak to what was going on in Chicago, what was going on in Los Angeles, or many other places across the country. But to be completely fair, for the most part, I didn't see any racism until Ferguson. There were a few people here and there, but we told them to shut the fuck up. I mean, we had shows like Chappelle's show, where Dave Chappelle made fun of black guys, and then he made fun of white guys. And everybody was sitting together, looking at it, looking at each other to see if it was okay, and then they started laughing at it together. And then we saw Ferguson, and then we saw racism climb like crazy. And I don't know if this was a part of a broader system that was coming down, because like I say, I only have experience in two places in my adult life pre-Obama. So I don't know if that was the case across the country, but just in my personal experience, racism was all but eliminated before Barack Obama became president. Let's see. Oh, we got new people in here. Um, interesting, the snake is the symbol of Satan in the Bible. Yes, yes, I understand that. But I assume that's not in the intent of it. Uh, Kicking Saturday says, Sleepy Joe thinks I am white. We see no white or black. Love is all. Let's keep it that way. Ghost of Liberty, that's a new name in here. Values, yeah. Uh, like, for example, the WHO is a symbol with a snake. That's true. Or the medicine healing logos. Uh, their idea of ending racism is to make America the next South Africa. Oof. Oof. Bye, YouTube. That might get me shut down. <laughs> No, I think we'll be fine on that one. That's not the spiciest thing that's been said in this chat that I've read out loud, actually. We've got worse. All right, we got five and a half more minutes of this bullshit. We'll power through. We can do it. Let's keep going. It was the third anniversary of the events in Charlottesville. Close your eyes. Remember what you saw on television. Remember seeing those neo-Nazis and Klansmen and white supremacists coming out of the fields with lighted torches veins bulging, spewing the same, same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. 
Remember the violent clash that ensued between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. If I remember correctly, and let's face it, I do, the violent counter-protest that happened in Charlottesville because everybody, while well, they were assholes with veins bulging with hatred for people that they shouldn't have hatred for, were Antifa, if I remember correctly. It was an Antifa riot that came back and turned what was a peaceful protest full of assholes into a violent conflict. You ever notice that the violence erupts wherever Antifa shows their ugly fucking faces? Well, let me rephrase that because they don't show their faces. But have you ever noticed that? And conveniently, Joe Biden has forgotten the fact that it was Antifa that jumped up there and did the counter-protest. Conveniently, that's not going to be talked about. But those tiki torture uh, waving pricks are the ones that are going to be talked about. How convenient is that? Remember what the president said when asked? He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. And the rest of the uh, transcript said, but not the neo-Nazis. It's funny how that got forgotten, too. And yes, this is the narrative that we're going to continue to take forward. That's all they remember is very fine people on both sides. Actually, he said many sides. Many sides. Many sides. And that lie as what's been, fu uh, what's been fueling this. That lie is the reason that we're standing here talking to Joe Biden right now. And that lie is something that they continue to foist forward when they're throwing IEDs at government agents in Portland, when they're toppling statues down in Chicago and Columbus. That lie is what's fueling the progressives. 441 left. Let's keep going. It was a wake-up call for us as a country, and for me, a call to action. At that moment, I knew I'd have to run. Because my father taught us that silence was complicity. And I could never remain silent or complicit. At the time, I said we were in the battle for the soul of this nation. And we are. You know, one of the most important conversations I've had this entire campaign, it was, some, it was someone who was much too young to vote. <laughs> I met with six-year-old Gianna Floyd the day before her daddy, George Floyd, was laid to rest. She's an incredibly brave little girl. This I'll is disgusting, forget, by the way. I leaned down to speak to her. She looked in my eyes and she said, and I quote, Daddy changed the world. Daddy changed the world. Daddy changed the world. Daddy changed the world. Daddy got high as fuck and tried to pass a counterfeit $20 bill and suffocated on his own lungs because the level of fentanyl in his system was deadly. Four police officers 
were negligent in their duties. And he died on the street instead of getting the care that he needed. And yet they're going to continue this to carry this narrative forward that one bad police officer murdered George Floyd. And given the fact that they were negligent in their duties to protect and serve, they should be off the force and be facing a high-end manslaughter charge. Don't get me wrong. That was what happened in Minneapolis was wrong. But this is another lie that they're going to use to carry forward and try to shape the nation into their progressive image. Her words burrowed deep into my heart. Maybe George Floyd's murder was a breaking point. Maybe John Lewis is passing the inspiration. But however it's come to be, however it's happened, America's ready, in John's words, to lay down, quote, the heavy burden of hate at last and to end the hard work of rooting out our systemic racism. You know, American history tells us. I love the fact that they continue to say systemic racism. Joe Biden has been part of the system for 47 fucking years. He is the system. All right. Let's see what we've got in chat here. Um, I did uh, laugh at that too, by the way. Uh, Kicking Saturday says, question of... Uh, what about uh, China CNN networks? Are they brainwashing USA votes? Is it CNN USA or China telling USA what to do? We will cover that a little bit after I get done with that speech. So remember that question. I might have you go back to that here in just a bit. Ghost of Liberty says she looked into my eyes and said, please don't sniff me. Uh, Bite Ninja says George Floyd, the psychopath, porn actor, drug dealer, and gang member. Yeah, such a good man. Our generation's Jesus. Uh, Mr. Snuffle Up. Well, I guess is I'm not going to read that one out loud because that will probably get my YouTube channel taken down. Uh, Ghosts of Liberty. George Floyd was a gentle giant just jogging with a Bible in his hand. Uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah, no, they put the uh, Black Lives Matter sign up there, so I, I do have to go with you on that one here. Uh, did he say systemic brain, uh, brainwashing? Yeah, they control the language. Is Joe high on something? Uh, CP Cervix says, Who is this man? He looks like the type that sniffs little girls and forces them to rub his leg hair. Uh, Sherbo says, Yeah, rock. I don't know what that means. All right, three minutes left. And then we'll do Q&A for an hour. It has been in our darkest moments that we've made our greatest progress that we found the light. In this dark moment, I believe we're poised to make great progress again, that we can find the light once more. You know, many people have heard me say this, but I've always believed you can define America in one word, possibilities. The defining feature of America, everything is possible. That in America, everyone, and I mean everyone, should be given an opportunity to go as far as their dreams and God-given ability will take them. We can never lose that. 
In times as challenging as these, I believe there's only one way forward. As a united America, a united America, united in our pursuit of a more perfect union, united in our dreams of a better future for us and for our children, united in our determination to make the coming years bright. Are you ready? I believe we are. This is a great nation. We're a good and decent people. For Lord's sake, this is the United States of America. And there, there's never been anything we've been able to accomplish when we've done it together. The Irish poet Seamus Heaney once wrote, history says, don't hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, the longed-for tidal wave of justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. This is our moment to make hope and history rhyme with passion and purpose. Let us begin, you and I together, one nation, under God, uniting our love for America, uniting in our love for each other. For love is more powerful than hate. Hope is more powerful than fear. And light is more powerful than dark. This is our moment. This is our mission. May history be able to say that the end of this chapter of American darkness began here tonight as love and hope and light join in the battle for the soul of the nation. And this is a battle we will win and we'll do it together. I promise you. Thank you and may God bless you and may God protect our troops. Good night. All right, we made it through. Now, I've already heard the rumors that that speech was plagiarized. I have not confirmed them at this point. But yeah, that, that was the Biden speech. 25 minutes, which we did an hour in just about 25 minutes. But yes, and I love the fact that as from the beginning of this, that's all that we heard was, well, Joe Biden, he, he just blew a hole in Trump right now because he he's not as as dumb as they keep saying that he is. He's not that dumb. He's, he's not. And in all honesty, yes, he can read off a teleprompter and he probably practiced up off of this. But nobody's pointing out the fact, all the big government tropes, the anti-federalism that he rambled on for 25 minutes off of this. All the big government takeover that he promised. You will wear the mask, bigot. We have the plan. If you don't like it, then face the fines or do anything else that we tell you to do. You will do what we tell you to do. And, oh, we have, my first day of president, we're going to have these tests that get you your results back in uh, instantly. How do you know that unless you already fucking have them? I have so many questions about this. But I know you guys have questions too. So let's jump out of the speech here and let's see what we've got for you guys. All right. Okay, uh, Biden just says Joe Biden's name. Let's get this up over here where I can see it. Because this is your show now. So for the next 60 minutes, we will do Q&A. Tell your friends, get them in here. Get more people in here. I want to talk for 60 minutes about all the questions that you have, whether it's about the speech or anything else at this point. All right, let's see. We will start from here. 
Uh, Bite Ninja says Joe Biden's name is Rabbi Moses Shekelstein. Hi, Susan Wiki. Oy vey. Uh, Ghost Liberty says they always painted as progress. Uh, Bite Ninja 64 says, how is he talking about God? Uh, CP Cervix says, yes, find the light, Joe, and then when you find it, walk towards it. Defensively, Susan. Defensively. Uh, Bite Ninja says, what God is he talking about? Uh, Ghost of Liberty says, we will not get the Gene Roddenberry future. If we get the technology for the Gene Roddenberry future, we could have the Gene Roddenberry future. But we are a long, long way off of that at this point. We have got a lot of work to do and a lot of technology to do before we can get there. And yes, if we're post-scarcity, then it's entirely possible to get the Gene Roddenberry future. But we're in a scarcity uh, economy. That's the word I was looking for. We are in a scarcity economy. We need to have the raw materials out there. I gotta get these off here because I'm not gonna wear these for the next hour if I'm not listening to anything. Now we need to we need to overcome scarcity, and part of the ability to do that would be to be able to process our weight, uh, waste in such a way that we don't have to worry about any scarcity anymore. So yes, the Gene Roddenberry future is possible. It's unlikely right now. Depending on where technology takes us, we could do it, but we need to get we need to get there first. Bite Ninja says, "I don't know any god who allows homosexuals and furries in the street." Yeah. No, God was pretty clear right from the beginning. Uh, let's uh, let's make sure that our sex is reproductive. Uh, CP Cervix says Lilith at Ninja. Okay, that would have been the uh, the God he was talking about. Hundred messages, you guys. Thank you. Uh, or as a feminist. Bite Ninja says, "Nah, man, this is Satan." CP Cervix says, "Don't insult Satan like that." Ghost of Liberty says he doesn't mean a single word of it. I have to wonder if he even knows a single word of that, if he understands what he was saying. Uh, Ghost of Liberty says, I'm not Christian and these people look satanic to me. Yeah, did you see that the, the DNC symbol with the D with the upside down star that they tried to do the pentagram thing? That was a little bit eerie to find out. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that, uh, that was a little bit eerie. Um, Bite Ninja says, yes, I'm not a Christian either. I'm Muslim. This is clear Satanism. Uh, you know the saying, the devil's in the details? I do know that say saying, actually. His eyes were laser-focused on the prompter. Yeah, I want to see him perform like this in a debate. Now, and I do understand the fact that there is an absolute possibility. Uh, Ikigardas, thank you uh, for following. I can see that over on my monitor here. I can't see that on the restream chat, so thank you for uh, following up there. I didn't see, and if any of the rest of you guys follow too, I didn't see that as well, but uh, thanks for following if you did. Um, yeah, I would love to see, and I know they're not going to take him and put him on the debate stage unless he can have a prompter like that. They're fighting to keep him from going up and debating Trump right now. I want to see if he can do this off the cuff the way that he did with this prepared speech. Uh, C.P. Cervix says, according to Tiny Hat Legend, I should have read that before I spit that out loud, Lilith was a demoness who was Adam's first wife and refused to lay on her back, and then she made a race of hellspawn. I've read a little bit into that. I, I do enjoy a little bit of a cult. 
I don't believe in the occult, but I do enjoy uh, some of the details out of that because I, I've been on a long journey in my life of trying to figure out where religion came from and how we got to the point that we're at. So that's something that's interested me. And I know a little bit about Lilith because of looking into that, but I don't know enough to opine on any of what you're saying here. Bite Ninja means this is exactly what it means, this very speech. Um, speaking of God, while not talking about how off the rails your country is morally. Yeah, well, we're free, so. We can practice religion. We cannot practice religion. We can hate religion. We're free. And the government can't say butt fuck anything about it, even though they try. Uh, good point, CP. Ghost Alert, he says, if we compiled a list of white victims killed by blacks for no reason, like Cannon Hinnant, and we rioted, would they call it racist? Fact check true, they would. Uh, Bite Ninja says, 90 million homosexuals in the U.S. Well, I'm a federalist. I'm a, it's, I'm close to libertarian. But I'm a federalist, so pretty much to me, if whoever it is that you want to fuck is your own, uh, your own business. And... I don't want to be involved in it. You do whatever it is that makes you feel good. And then you can square up with the Lord afterwards. That's between you and him. Not me. Uh, Cake and Saturday says, I would support only the honest, not rich. So I can say, or son, I can say my mother supports America. Me, I'm private. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean, Cake and Saturday. Uh, what you going to do about it? C.B. Cervix says there are two types of Satan in Satanism. Lady who is just a perv and Luciferians in which Satan is seen as Prometheus. Yeah, I would, uh, I actually, I'm interested in a little bit of the occult that goes along with that. So that is, uh, that's something to see. Uh, Ghost of Liberty says, I think we're headed for a techno hell, sadly. Yeah, that's distinctly a possibility. 100%. Icky Gardas says, Sa. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Uh, CP Cervix says, G.W. Bush inverted the star as well. Dude, fucking Bush. I could go for an hour just on George W. fucking Bush. That fucking war criminal. And that's something we're seeing right now, too. I was over on Twitter uh, just before we started off with this, and I put out a retweet. By the way, for those of you on DLive, you can't see it. I'm trying to think how to get there. I mean, the Discord is down there, and I can get you the Twitter over there on the Discord. So if you guys want to join the Discord, head on in there. But George W. Bush, fucking A. And now there's a list of all these, the Republican security advisors and officers that said that they're going to uh, they're going to support Biden over Trump. Fuck them. These people are fucking pissed over the fact that Trump has not started a war. These are these neocon fucking war hawks out there that think that that's America's purpose is to stay at war in the Middle East for fucking ever. No, I don't give a fuck what they think. And this is that's an indictment on Biden at that point if these people are going to support him because they know that Biden can be pushed into fighting another war and getting them even more money. No, fuck them. Fuck those people. If they want if they want to support Biden, if they want to go back to war in the Middle East, fuck those people. Fuck every single one of them. All right, and now I see some Turkish flags. Oh, I'm talking to Muslim people and I'm using language like this. 
Maybe I should settle it down. No, no, I'm not going to settle it down. Sorry, guys. The language stays. Uh, China votes for CNN China. Yeah, they do. Oh, I had another question from uh, from Kicking. What what was it? Let me go find that. Uh, Kicking Saturday said earlier, question, what about China? CNN networks, are they brainwashing USA votes? Is it CNN USA or China telling USA what to do? A lot of this is the USA. I don't think it's as much China as you think it is, but China does have a controlling interest in some of these places. So it's really, really hard for like a CNN or a Fox or an MSNBC to put up any sort of anti-China rhetoric because of some of the funding that's coming to them. China has a controlling interest in a lot of things in this country. So many things, it's a little bit scary. Sorry, King Saturday. I promised you I was going to answer that question and I didn't do it. All right, let's go back to where we were. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? We were at the flags. Oh, yeah, because China votes for CNN China. All right. Uh, I I don't read Turkish. I'm sorry. Uh, Yasin Turk Miletti. There is. There's an Instagram guy I follow. He owns a restaurant, and I think it's in Turkey. I can't read the language and the captions, but this guy, CZN Barak, and he just makes these huge cook-ups that look so delicious. So much good food that he makes up there. I want to go to Turkey and visit this guy's restaurant. Just to see what this food tastes like that I see in the videos all the time. Uh, let's see. Bob Maynob says, who is this? Uh, my name is J. Edgar. It says so on, you're on Periscope, so you probably see it on my uh, Twitter uh, handle up there. I am J. Edgar, the unverified uh, podcaster from the U.S. Uh, but they do, that's the issue. I don't know. Do I have an Iron Man shirt? I do not have an Iron Man shirt. This is actually the only Marvel shirt that I have. And I got this when the first Captain America movie came out. And Marvel kind of went to shit after that, so I stopped buying Marvel shit. They got real woke real quick, so no, I don't have a lot of Marvel stuff. But I do, I like this shirt. I like the first uh, Captain America movie. I really did. I like the uh, the Americana of it. Sort of the, uh, the 40s feel, the discolored screen of it. I like, I really like the first Captain America movie. The MCU knocked that one out of the park. It's too bad they got as woke as they did because they knocked that movie right out of the park. Let's see. I am way behind with you guys, so I apologize. I'm going to try and keep up or catch up here. It's easy. Priests invented organized religion in Egypt as population control and to protect nerds from brutes. Okay. Uh, Kicking Saturday says, Amen. We are free and have the right to be who we want and be just followers of the land. Uh, Bite Ninja says, Secularism is not neutral. Secular, uh, secularism seeks to rid society of any of God's attributes. Okay, and replace it with Satan's attributes. Uh, Kicking Saturday says, I don't support a rich son. That would be Joe's son. Uh, how many churches get closed down to teaching certain laws from the Bible? Uh, here it's more schools. Churches do get left alone here for the most part because of the First Amendment. Usually they'll go challenge it in the Supreme Court and 
for the most part, they'll win. We've had a couple problems with that, but for the most part, they'll win. Uh, I was seeing something about that recently. It's schools. Schools are the big one, though. If they teach certain laws from the Bible, then they get shut down in a hurry. Uh, let's see. Uh, USA should be in jail and it have anything. I don't understand what you mean by that. I'm sorry. Uh, you lose your job, get deplatformed online, get kicked out of the schools, etc. Yeah, Bush, not USA. If you don't agree with progressive secular nonsense. Yeah, no, that is. That is absolutely true. And I mean, I could get shut off YouTube for some of the stuff I'm saying. Luckily, I have a small enough channel that I'm flying a little bit under the radar right now. But yeah, at some point, I absolutely guarantee I've already made the preparations and have a backup channel if I get banned from YouTube. Uh, he said neocon anti-Semite. Yeah, fuck the neocons. Warhawk bastards. The Marxist influence has been here for decades. Yeah, that's true. Now, the thing about Marxism, and I saw this, and people call me racism, uh, racist for the fact that my support for the Democratic Party went away when I heard Barack Obama's primary platform. Now, he ran in the general on a completely different platform. But in the primary, he was just as Marxist as you could get, but social media wasn't huge at the time, so we didn't see the primary platforms of Barack Obama until 2008. Social media was in its infancy, and it wasn't influencing the news, so the news was hiding stuff to go along with their progressive agenda. And then, yes, we got into the point where Barack Obama came into office, and he got his neocon agenda in, and he sat in. I knew when I saw the primary agenda, that this is where the Democratic Party was going to go. I knew that this was where we were going to end up, with the progressives taking over the Democratic Party. And I said, I can't get behind this anymore. I can't vote for this guy. And I was a reliable Democrat. I'm a union guy. Well, from a union house. So I was a reliable Democrat. I did volunteer work for Gore before I could vote, before I was old enough to vote. That's how much of a Democrat that I was at the time. And I could not get behind that. I could not get behind the agenda that Barack Obama, I knew, was going to push out as soon as he got into office. And my God, if I wasn't right, and we're not seeing it now, in 2020, getting ready to go into another election, I knew they were laying the seeds and the groundwork to get us to the point where Marxism was going to be the norm. And I said, no, I can't get behind this anymore. Uh, let's see. If you don't apply the rules given to you by God, you'll just get stuff like cuties and a terrible culture that will end up changing the laws to Satanism. And yeah, let me get caught up and we'll talk about cuties, definitely. I, I've got a mental marker in for that. Let me get caught up with everybody else, though. Uh, CP Cervix says, stay in line or I'll pull, I'll pull out the raid. Um, Ilya Soon says, China. Uh, Ghost of Liberty, yes, you've seen that video with the KGB dude. Uh, Salt Bay, I don't understand what that means. Ghost of Liberty says, I think our America was sold off by politicians and they are preparing us to be compliant and docile for when we're handed over. Yes. Uh, Dumpling Pat says, well, if you like spiced meat, shish kebab, etc. is good. Uh, Bite Ninja says, neutrality of the state leads to degeneracy. Well, not always. Dumpling Pat says, what do you think of Joker, Ed? I liked it. I did not see the Joker. 
I do not watch a lot of movies, unfortunately, because I work so much. I am interested in the Joker just because of the controversy that came around it. I'm actually very interested in it. I just haven't carved out the time to sit down and watch it. Uh, depends on what degree you want to be neutral. I believe the best state is where the axioms of the law are the things that people have got to agree on. Uh, yes, Bites, Yuri Bezmanov. I see the whole interview several times. We should have been better prepared for what we're dealing with now. Nephilim Ninja is here. Sorry, I'm just catching up to you now, Nephilim Ninja. Um, absolutely, we're going to be going for another 40 minutes, so get your stuff in, Neff. Uh, Ilya Soon says, y'all want to start a revolution? We'll export it off France, asked Louis XVI. Defensively, Susan, defensively, defensively revolution. No such thing as organized religion. Um, yeah, religion is a war uh, Roman word, that's true. The cartoon version of Captain America was also great, very similar to the first movie. I've not seen it. I will look into that, though. Uh, Bite Ninja says, God's message cannot be fenced by such a deceiving word as religion. And yes, there is a Marxist influence. That is correct. There's been Marxist influence in America since the early 1900s, from what I can tell. Used to be a Christian nation. Everybody gets called racist these days. Uh, CP Cervix says, slow down, Bite Ninja. He's trying to, yeah, I am. I'm not going to read that one. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm catching up with you guys. Don't worry. I can see almost to the bottom here. Inshallah, boys, says Nephilim Ninja. Dumpling Pat says, yeah, he made radical speeches, but delivered something very different indeed. I saw his backers. Uh, what is Semitic religion? And we are caught up now. I can see the uh, bottom of this. So, yeah, go ahead and start flooding me with uh, messages again. Absolutely. Get on in there. We got 40 more minutes. Let's get on to this here. Uh, what is Semitic religion? Uh, usually religion that goes around uh, Judaism and the original uh, Abrahamics before Christianity. Stop inventing descriptive words and read the books. Joker is a hero. Hollywood should generally be ignored. Uh, Nephilim Ninja in Shala. Yeah, that video is disgusting. Hey, I'm caught up with you guys. All right. So let's talk about cuties because that's what Bite Ninja wanted to see here. Now, I don't speak French, and I don't go to Sundance, and like I said, I haven't seen a lot of movies. So I didn't see, like, well, I've seen the trailer. We watched the trailer on uh, my morning show, Contemporary. Uh, what did we watch that on? Thursday? Yeah, we watched that on Thursday on uh, Contemporary. Um, yeah. Now, I read an article to go along with the movie, and I'm not really impressed with what I saw. Now, from what I understand from the article, this is actually supposed to be a commentary on little girls being sexualized by Western influence and not actually trying to sexualize the girls. But Netflix got involved and the posters that they put up were just disgusting and the description as well. An 11-year-old girl wants to go discover her femininity after discovering a twerking girl dance group. Who the fuck do you think that's going to attract? Who in God's name do you think that's going to attract if you put something in there like that? That's going to attract people like Joe Biden sniffing fucking hair of little kids. Calling little girl, like 13-year-old girls, beautiful when he's trying to compliment them on their academic achievement. That's the kind of people that shit is going to attract. 
But from, like I said, from everything that I've read about it, this is supposed to be actually a backlash against the practice. It's supposed to be a backlash of exactly what Netflix did. Trying to sexualize little girls to get pedophiles to come in and watch it. Now, I cannot say what is going to be in this movie until I sit down and watch it. I'm not going to prejudge a movie by the trailer and its cover. I've never done that. From the few movies that I've seen in my life, I'm never going to do that. But just the way that they advertised it, the way that they put everything out there, put on the cover, everything, it is disgusting. And it looks like they're trying to use the sexuality of children to sell it. And if that's not the message that DeCure wanted to put out when he put that message out, that he is going to, he better be in there charging in and ready to slap the shit out of Netflix for the fact that they're putting this up there and they're advertising it like that. It's disgusting. I don't know how the hell they could sleep at night looking at any of this. Now, the petition went around to go and get cuties taken down, and Netflix has responded to it, so they know that people are pissed. They know that people are angry about this. They're not taking it down, but they know what the backlash is, and they did go through as soon as they figured all this out. And they toned it down a little bit. Not much, but they toned it down a little bit here. So they changed out the uh, poster. I think they changed the trailer around a little bit here to try and make it more family-friendly for an 11-year-old girl to go join the twerking group. But once again, if this is a commentary, if this is trying to make awareness of something like this, to try and get society changed, that I could actually absolutely get behind a movie like that. But we are not going to know until September 9th what is actually featured in this film. We're not going to know. I hope that's what it is. I hope that it's a commentary that's trying to change society and make it okay for girls to follow their family tradition a little bit more and stop being sexualized. I hope to God that's what it is. But unless you went to Sundance, you're not going to know until, what's it, two weeks from now? Three weeks from now? September 9th. Three weeks from now when it gets released. Hey, 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 hey. CB Cervix. I'll, I'll time you out if you're going to use language like that. No direct attacks. You can have the discussion. No direct attacks. Settle down. All right. I do have to come back up here. And see what we've got going on here. All right. Joker is a hero. Hollywood should generally be ignored. Uh, Nepal Ninja and Shala. We read that already. Um, which includes Abrahamism, which includes uh, Christianity. Yeah, that's called Abrahamic faith, right? Jew religion. Islam is not a Jew religion. Well, it comes from Abraham, who was the progenitor of the. Uh, uh, the Israeli and the Jewish people, so technically not, but technically true. Half, uh, half dozen one, twelve of the other, or six of the other. I've heard about cuties. I still can't wrap my head around how, uh, around how far we've fallen. And you could argue Christianity neither. That's true. There were many prophets. Not white religion. Islam is a sect of Judaism, like Christianity. Mm, not quite. Not true. 
Judaism is way different from Islam outside of monotheism. Christianity as well. Jesus came to confirm the law, but he abrogated many laws. Easy, CP. Muslims are wise to the Jew. Christians think they are pals with them. I don't think that's true. Ad hominem didn't expect any more from someone who uses the phrase Semitic religion. Dumpling Pat, I'm not going to read that, sorry. Wojcicki. I like that, by the way, but yeah, Wojcicki, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, they knew. I've heard a lot of we didn't know. They knew. Yeah, like I say, I don't know if this is, like I say, if it's going to be a commentary to try and change society or if this is going to be a sexualizing movie, but somebody at Netflix speaks French and decided that they wanted to put it on in there. Plus, it's subtitled, so they put the green light to this, so they know something. They had to have seen the movie before they were going to put it up. I cannot believe that they would just put a movie up without watching it first. Uh, but then again, the Vestal Virgins, Abraham, the Dirty Old Man. Oh, oh come on. I'm an Odinist, so I don't have a dog in this fight. Oh, that's interesting. Ghost of Liberty, you just piqued my interest here. I'm very interested in uh, in paganism. I don't believe in it, and I don't think I could follow paganism, but I'm very interested in it for the origins of religion. That's That's interesting. I like that. It's about rebelling against Muslim parents. And little girls sexualizing themselves. Odin is the best god. Sorry. Don't time a man. It's okay. It did seem like rebellion against Muslim parents. Yeah, it did. It said traditional parents. They never said Muslim in the trailer and any of the uh, any of the details that go around it. But yes, it does seem like it's a rebellion against Muslim because yeah, it looks like I mean you see the girl straighten her hair, take her headdress off. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, true. Well, a lot of the prophets were Jews. Mark's a prophet. Hey, he saw the bullshit that we're seeing in the streets now. So, not all Christians are unwise to the Jew, meaning the Zionist plot. Dude, some of this stuff I can't read on YouTube. Let's look. Am I still on YouTube? I am. Uh, dude, the three monotheistic religions are nearly the same compared to others. You're like a fish in water. You can't see it. Kinda. Uh, Dick Masterson says, cutie uh, critique, not an advocacy. Yeah, like I said, until we actually sit down and see the movie, and once again, the only people that really know are the people that went to Sundance. So we'll see. Sorry, we got two red pill today. No, don't worry about it. I just, I don't want any direct attacks and name calling. But I want you guys to do this and discuss big ideas like this. That's how we get things done is discuss ideas. That's how we change the world right now is we discuss ideas. And we don't do enough of that. We just sit back and hunker in our corners and block anybody who doesn't listen to us. Instead of sitting down and discussing, see where we have, um, see where we have uh, similarities and see where we have differences. We can't meet each other halfway anymore with the block button on social media. And that is part of the problem that we have here. So, uh, Dumpling Pat, would you consider TikTok? No. No, 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 no TikTok. I don't even understand TikTok. Like, you get a minute to dance like a fucking idiot. 
I don't get it. I don't understand. I understand nothing of that. And it's a short form and I do long form discussions. I sit for an hour and read news headlines every morning, every weekday morning. So that, uh, that format, I guess, wouldn't work for me. I want to ask you guys a couple questions too, as long as you're in here, because I, I mean, I see a lot of good things coming up out of here. Uh, why did the Jews attempt to crucify Jesus and they were proud of their action? It means Jesus came with something radically different. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I, I could go on a full hour stream of just talking about that too. I love the passion story and everything else that surrounds it. And I pour over trying to find Roman records for this, Jewish records for it, just more than what come out of the, uh, came out of the Bible. I love that whole story. The whole story of Jesus, everything about it. And I want to see it from as many sides as I can. I love that story. Now we're getting old, I guess. Uh, Dumpling, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 36, so. Uh, let's see. That, Bite Ninja, I'm sorry, that might get a little bit close to further than I can go on YouTube. I like the discussion, I really do, but I might not be able to read that one out loud on YouTube. I might get Wojeskied for that one. Um, I said the same thing when I was 19. Jews crucified Jesus because he led a rival sect, but it was a sect. Uh, not all paganism is the same. Wicca is basically the Marxist feminine fake version of to mislead. Odinism has rules and values. Yeah, like I said, the, personally, the most that I know about uh, paganism is I do listen to Styx every morning, which he does his occult literature and talks about some of his books. I actually want to sit down and read some of his books and understand a little bit more about the different pagan sects. But And then I also went out with a pagan girl for a little while. Very briefly, we didn't last very long. We're still friends. We still talk every once in a while. But yeah, it just relationship-wise, it didn't work out between the two of us. Mainly because I was an idiot and an asshole. All right, let's see. Um, if only we could actually trust someone who went to Sundance. That's very true, Nephilim. That's very true. Good point. Uh, Dumpling Pat says, Rome did not crucify criminals. They only crucified significant political enemies of Rome. And, well, yeah, that would definitely fall into the uh, passion story as well. Uh, paganism is to Christianity as Gentiles to Judaism. It just means not us. Not necessarily true. Uh, there are some uh, definite religions out there that have sprung out of paganism. Um, earth worship and everything else. But yes, in the Bible, it was definitely used as a catch-all for non-Christian. Absolutely. Dumpling pad. I'm 50. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, welcome on in. I hope you uh, stick around here. Uh, head on into the Discord. By the way, you guys, um, for those of you who aren't, in the description of all three platforms, YouTube, DLive, and Twitch, there is a link for PayPal if you want to throw me a couple bucks. That would be really appreciated. That helps me do stuff like buy new microphones and get new computers and new equipment. So if you want to throw me a couple bucks, that's great. But the big thing there is there's a link to my Discord server in the, uh, in the uh, description. It's under, what the hell is it under Twitch? I never go on Twitch anymore, but I know they just changed the format. It's under the second tab over on Twitch. Head on in there and we can finish the discussion there. 
or in DLive, it should be under the first tab, or on YouTube, it's just in the description. So head and get into the Discord. I'm interested in keeping conversation with you guys, especially as diverse as you guys are. Same rules apply. Don't do any directed attack on each other in the Discord, but have the discussion. I love having this discussion here, you guys. Um, Bite Ninja says, ha, it's okay. Uh, the charge Rome laid against Jesus was treason. That's a matter of record. The priests of the region had him for heresy. Yeah. Uh, Jesus spoke Aramaic, which was quite a new language as well. That is fact-check true. I remember, well, those of you from over in Turkey may see the movie as a uh, heresy yourselves, but one of my favorite movies is uh, Dogma. It's a Jane Silent Bob movie. If you get the chance, go and watch it. But uh, uh, Chris Rock plays a fallen disciple who fell out of heaven to go and guide Bethany to save the world, essentially, as a last scion. And he had a folded piece of paper behind his ear when he fell out of heaven. And uh, Jay and Silent Bob thought it was a joint, but he pulled it out and he uh, unrolled it and he handed it to Bethany. And she says, she couldn't read it. And he says, it's an Aramaic. It says, Rufus, see you in two years, Jesus. Kind of took some of the flavor out of the life. And yes, no, that's that's my, uh, my favorite thing about Aramaic was the fact that they came on out of that. Uh, Ghost of Liberty says, I have no beef with Christianity as a pagan. Yeah, I have no beef with paganism. I enjoy it. Uh, Ghost of Liberty, uh, where are you from? If you don't mind me asking, are you are you here in the U.S. or uh, in another country somewhere abroad? Um, Bite Ninja 2, I was going to ask you that as well. Where are you from? I know that we had the one gentleman from Turkey that followed me a bit ago. Um, where are you from? Uh, I know you said you weren't in the U.S. and you didn't like our politics over here, but where are you from? Thanks for coming in and checking us out, though, from wherever you're from. Uh, the Torah is all Hebrew. That is correct. Um, I do believe it was translated for Aramaic, but I can't confirm that. If you want to understand polytheistic religion, read Joseph Campbell. Notated. You should read the Quran. Um, I started reading it. I haven't read it. I. And one of the things with the Quran is I've listened to Usama Dakdak, a former uh, Muslim, and he has pointed out the fact that uh, English language translations of the Quran do whitewash over some of the bloodier versions of the Quran. And I don't know if that's true. I am painfully ignorant to the religion of Islam. I don't know enough about it to comment on anything about that. But I would definitely read the Quran, absolutely 100%. Uh, paganism or associationism is the biggest sin of this book, and there's a reason for that. It's explained quite well. Well, pretty much from any religious standpoint, if you don't believe what I do, then that's a big sin. That's, like, big across a lot of religions. Uh, I've been meaning to, but my own religion has so much learning and books to read, it keeps me busy. Meaning, sorry, idolatry... Worshipping that which cannot aid or harm you in any way. Hey, what's up with the prophecy show on Netflix? Was that supposed to be Dajjal or in our new Muslim friend's opinion? I don't know that one. I will look into that. Dajjal is the deceiver. The deceiving Messiah or the false Messiah. The Antichrist, essentially. I wonder if that's something shared across the, uh, the end of time story. That's interesting. I'd never thought of that. But these doctrines come from people who were establishing their religion 
of that of my ancestors, the universe dictates multiplicity. In monotheistic faith, every single thing derives its mode of power from God directly, either in the past, if you go back to the event chain. I live in Canada, but I'm from Algeria. Well, welcome over to the West. My neighbor to the North. Or is the base of reality. Multiple species, multiple races, planets, galaxies, etc. There are multiple gods. Ground of being. Sorry, my Apple had text errors. I text one thing and it said another. Again, very sorry. No, absolutely kicking Saturday. You don't have to apologize in here. This is a good place. This is a safe uh, space. And we just want to have talk about the, uh, the issues at hand here. That's true, but it also destroys some beautiful meanings. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even reading, even reading the Bible at this point in an English language translation, when a lot of the books in the Bible were written in Greek, some in Aramaic, some in Hebrew, originally, and then all of the Old Testament that was written in Hebrew, there are losses in translation from some of this stuff. So absolutely. Uh, Ghost of Liberty says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's just the Hebrew religion acknowledging other gods and stating to deny them in the same sentence. Interesting. That's an interesting take. Uh, Max John is here. Welcome. That's a uh, that's a new name in here. Uh, thanks for coming and checking us out. You were in my recommended. Yeah, we just watched a uh, video. We just watched a long-form video of Joe Biden's speech. And I discussed that, and now we're doing Q&A for probably another 20 minutes. And these guys are keeping me up on my feet. I'm actually quite happy with the turnout that we had in here. So, uh, Max John, uh, where are you from, by the way? Ghost Liberty says I'm in the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. There's no multiple God because the name God designates a singleton, uh, which is the ground being, the originator of all things. Uh, the story is basically the Jews rejected Christ and denounced him as a false prophet. Uh, Max John says, who are you talking to? Everybody, man. I'm talking to everybody. I'm getting through the messages as fast as I can, but, uh, okay, you can't see it because of the way the Twitch chat is laid out. You can't see the messages above you. That's why. The messages that weren't here when you started, you can't see them. In DLive and YouTube, they can, but you can't see them. That's one of the weaknesses of Twitch. I, I know what you're talking about off of that. Uh, they're still waiting for the Messiah. The deceiver will call himself Jesus. Uh, the original Hebrew faith that denied the existence of other gods and there was no Satan figure nor hell. That is correct. Uh, well, in our belief, so both the Christians and the Jews will follow him. The Jews are still waiting for the Messiah and the Christians are waiting for Jesus. Yep. Yeah, we are waiting for the second return. I am... I'm Christian. I was born and baptized Lutheran. Um, I've been doing more independent study lately. I've not been very excited with the corruption of some of the churches. But yes, I do believe in Christ and the resurrection and the forgiveness of sins. I would say that for the most part, I'm Methodist Lutheran based on the teachings and the things that I follow. But once again, just some of the superstructures of some of the churches I don't like. Like the men that are in the church, not the not the church and the Christ himself, but the men that run the church, I'm not real thrilled with. He will resurrect people's parents. Manchester. Oh, I thought there were... No, um, 
I use uh, Max John. I use Restream.io. So I am actually streaming now to DLive, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook. Except Facebook can't get into the chat. So I don't know why I can't get a robot into Facebook to bring in any live chat from there. But no, these uh, uh, there is a robot that's transmitting all the chat back into all the rest of the platforms. The way that they see it on their end over on the DLive side is they see you as a bot as well because it just says Restream bot and then it has their username. So no, these are uh, they're actual people up in here. It's just the robot that's in the chat is translating everything back to you. Restream IO is a great program. I really enjoy it and it gives me like it gives me reach to multiple platforms at the same time. Um, Ghost Liberty says no the. God comes from the proto-Germanic word good and means that which is invoked. That wrong in the OT, there are three names used for God and the earliest is Elohim, which can be both singular or plural. That is correct as well, actually. Uh, we had that word, we didn't steal it. Uh, Proto-Indo-Europeans used it, the word God. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, sadly, they try and hide the meaning of some of the verses in English translation. I do not like that myself. It's a form of corruption and should be punished. Well, that's between you and your religion. Because uh, even some verses, for example, about who can marry who, who are really crucial. All right, I'm caught up again. What else do you guys want to talk about? We, you got me for 20 more minutes. So let's let's get some rousing discussion going up on in here. I'm really excited for this. And yeah, I'm seeing a lot of new people in here. And thank you, everybody who came by and chatted with us. This was a good turnout, especially for listening to Joe Biden speak for an hour and a half to begin with it. I even dropped some frames up in the beginning and we and everybody still stayed with me. Because even some verses, for example, about oh, I read that one already. No, thanks. Thank you guys absolutely for coming out here. Uh, Max John, you're from Manchester. Is that Manchester? Well, I don't want to know the city and state, so, because that's doxing. I was kind of thinking more of uh, what country you were from, but, or state, but that's fine. Uh, I leafy ever respond to getting B and I. You okay, CP? That is mistranslated in international version. Uh, no, he's got something here. For example, we have this verse which says, the pure for the pure and the unpure for the unpure, meaning in marriage. That is mistranslated in the international version. Did Leafy ever respond to getting banned? Oh, the dude from earlier? No, he never came back. I didn't ban him. I just timed him out. Gave him a five-minute uh, time to think about what he was talking about and no he's not banned I don't ban anybody ever I do not ban for anything but if you're just being a troll and not adding to the conversation I'll give you a few minutes to think about it and DLive gives me a no he's a YouTuber I didn't get a leafy on YouTube all I've had was Nephilim Ninja. Did Leafy is here ever respond to getting banned? I don't have a Leafy in here. The only person I had on YouTube today was Nephilim. 
Let me. I'll, I'll scroll back through the chat and see if there's somebody in here. But I don't. I didn't ban anybody on YouTube. I know. I gave that one guy in Bitchute a timeout. I don't even remember who it was. Somebody up in here. Oh yeah, Snuffleupagus. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. He got a timeout to think about what he was saying. But no, I don't. Oh, Leafy is here. I don't know about that one. Let me look into that. Let me see if I can find something about that. Hold on, I'm looking this up. I'm interested in this now. Uh, he started his channel in 2011, so he was on the old, old time of YouTube, back when it was still fun. Uh, uploaded his first video in 2013. He focuses mainly on commentary and Let's Plays. His videos often include him talking over gameplay footage of video games like Counter-Strike. Okay, let's look at Controversies of Termination. Bale's YouTube channel, as leaky as here, was a drama channel which commented on gossip involving online content creators. In 2016, YouTuber Ian Carter, known as iDubs, featured Leafy in an episode of his Content Cop series, criticizing him and his videos for cyberbullying, among other things. In the same year, Vale criticized female YouTuber Avelion for supporting Nazism and anti-Semitism. Shortly after drawing attention to her, Avelion was banned by YouTube. Also that year, Vale's statements regarding transgender vlogger Milo Stewart, where he criticized the concept of gender identity, were taken down by YouTube for harassment. The video was taken down later in 2019 after it was determined to be in violation of YouTube's guidelines. Vale returned to YouTube from a hiatus in April of 2020 with a video responding to Carter, following which he resumed posting frequently. In July, Vale began aggressively criticizing Twitch streamer Pokemane and her supporters. On August 21st, 2020, Vale's YouTube account was terminated due to multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy prohibiting content designed to harass, bully, or threaten. It does not appear that he has responded to this. So that would be a no at this point. And it looks like it was fairly recent. And maybe he didn't, maybe he doesn't have a platform to respond to. Maybe nobody listened to him. Maybe he's on BitChute. I will, uh, we can look into, see if he's over on, let's, that's actually an interesting concept. Let's see if he's over on BitChute. I'm curious about, some of these old guard YouTubers, I don't know who they are. But I'm interested in them. Because these are the alt media that the mainstreams are trying to shut down. Let's have a look. At BitChute, uh, yeah, we'll look at BitChute first, and then we'll see if he's on DLive. BitChute.com, which this video will be uploaded to afterwards. Login, what the fuck do you mean login? You're supposed to have me automatically logged in, you fuckstick. Oops. 
Now you guys have my curiosity going. All right, here we go. Leafy is here. Channel. Uh, does not appear that he's on BitChute. Let's try. DLive.tv slash Leafy is here. He does appear to be on DLive. He has six followers. I don't know if this is the official one or not. But yes, he is on DLive. All right, we've got some. Is this a chick? And I've just been saying dude the whole time? I don't know. Uh, let's see. At 5 million subs, got banned by Susan. Yeah, that's no surprise. I'm waiting for the inevitable ban on uh, my YouTube channel. Which, by the way, I will still continue to stream on DLive. If I do. Uh, no, he's a very popular YouTuber that got kicked off YouTube for no reason. The best translation, most accurate, is Muhin Khan in English, by the way. I will look into that. Thank you. Isn't Leafy an edge girl on you or edgy girl on YouTube? I don't know. An OG. He may have had an in interview with Keemstar today. Okay, I will look into that. Not only gossip, by the way, he did commentary reaction. He's not on BitChute, but there's an archive channel. Uh, look up his name, actually. There's some of his old videos on BitChute. Okay, I will look into that. When I came back to respond to iDubs, he just said, You're a cock, ha, ha, I. Ah, Ghost of Liberty's taken off. Thanks, Ghost of Liberty, for coming in and checking us out. I hope that we see you again in here sometime. I stream every morning, every weekday morning. At some time in the 7 o'clock hour, I'm still working on getting off that second shift schedule and getting up in the morning. I worked seven, uh, second shift for five years. And getting back into that sleep schedule, uh, the farm boy sleep schedule, getting up at 5 in the morning and being ready for work before 7 has been a little bit frustrating as we've gone along. That is central time too, by the way. I hope to see you again. And then 5.30 Monday nights for my long-form podcast with my co-host. That is, once again, in Central Standard Time, U.S. Uh, Bite Ninja says, L yeah, L, yeah, nah, dude. All right. No, we, uh, I do, there is a Leafy is here over on uh, DLive. Once again, don't know if it's the same dude. But he's there. He is physically there. Maybe he's just following people on DLive. Who knows? All right. That is I think that's going to be it. You guys were great today, unless we've got some more stuff to get to. We're at 216. We're close to the, uh, I mean, 224 was where I said I was going to cut it. So we're at 216 right now. So I do want to say thank you to everybody. And like I said, if you guys want to continue the conversation, get on into that DLive over there. Or I'm sorry, the Discord. Let me see if any of you guys popped in here. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, the link is in the description below. Get on in there. Let's finish this conversation. Uh, there's some more interesting people you guys can talk to. I'm really looking forward to coming and having more of this. If you haven't checked out Discord, it's a great uh, open source place. 
to go in and go and check out and have more discussion. And, you know, all the rest of the Freedom Scoop guys are in there, so you can come and check that out. Oh, we got one. We got one came in here. Thanks for uh, checking us out over here. A wild say it appeared. So thanks for all of you here. Thanks to Bite Ninja 64 for being so active today. Uh, CB Cervix, thanks for checking us out here today. Nephilim Ninja, thanks for coming in and hanging out with us here and helping us out. Ghost of Liberty, Max John 2005. Absolutely, thank you everybody who came in and kept us going. Kicking Saturday, thank you once again. I'm going to miss some people because you guys put in so many messages that uh, the Restream chat ran out, and I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome, you guys. Dumpling Pat, thanks for coming in and uh, checking us out over here. Uh, let's see. I know we had some other ones over here. Nephilim, how was uh, Steven's stream today, by the way? I'm sure that you were in there. Uh, he went live about the same time I did. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering how that was. Let's see. I think that's going to be all that I'm going to be able to see, unfortunately, because of where the cutoff was. But, yeah, you guys rock. Oh, we had Ilyasun as well over there, over on uh, the Twitch channel. So thanks for checking us out over there. Icky Gardas came in and checked us out for a little bit over on the DLive side. Uh, Bob Makenob over on uh, over on Periscope, which meant he was uh, probably watching over on Twitter. That's awesome, you guys. And that's all that I'm going to be able to see because that's where Restream kicked us all out of here. So, yeah, that was it. You guys rock. Thanks for coming in and checking us out here. Uh, thanks, you. Have a good one. J-Ed, that is. Peace. Haha. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool here. Uh, remember, we will be on uh, we'll be on the audio platforms as soon as I get YouTube gets this processed and I get it translated out. And you can catch up with the archives of the morning show as well. And my weekly podcast with Elaine. So come back and check those out as well over on the audio platform or over on YouTube. And you can go find all of my archives over on freedomscoop.com where you can find also all of the other podcasts that I represent. The Generational Gap, The Freckles of Brit Show, The Already Conservative, The Breakdown with Birkenhoff, and Stephen Ignoramus. So come and check all of us out over there. Pick up some of our swag and help us support great creators. That's awesome of you. And that is going to do it for today. My name is Jay Edgar, and thank you for coming to my Ed Talk. Take care.